Welcome to Pharmacy in Focus, where I will be having pocket-sized conversations on current topics and interests relating to pharmacy and the wider health sector. My name is Sharina Vassan, bringing you Pharmacy in Focus on behalf of the Pharmaceutical Society of New Zealand. Hello and welcome to episode eight of Pharmacy in Focus. Today I have Hannah Arnold with me. Hannah Arnold is 27 years old and is a pharmacist who is currently working as a funding application advisor at Pharmat. After graduating from Otago University, Hannah began her pharmacy career as an intern at Capital and Coast DHB, where she continued to work as a rotational pharmacist for several years. She then moved to the United Kingdom and worked as a clinical writer for the Royal Pharmaceutical Society, writing content for publications including the British National Formulary and Martindale. Upon her return to New Zealand last year, Hannah joined Pharmac initially in the role of Schedule Advice Lead in the communications team before moving to her current position as a funding application advisor at the Pharmaceutical Assessment Team. Hannah is passionate about improving patient health outcomes through a population-based approach. Outside of work, her hobbies include dancing, yoga, swimming, and traveling. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, we've we've gone through your career to date and in, in your bio, so it's really interesting hearing how you've gone to the UK and what you did over there and, and how you've um, moved and transitioned into different roles at Pharmac. Um, can you tell me what what is a funding application advisor? Yeah, of course. So a funding application advisor um, sits within the pharmaceutical assessment team at Pharmac. And that team is made up of funding application advisors and also health economists. The role is quite complex, but I'll try my best to explain it. So um, when Pharmac receives a funding application, this may have been submitted by healthcare professionals, suppliers or members of the public. Anyone can submit a funding application. And one of the tasks in my role is to write clinical advice papers. So essentially, this is a summary of the funding application that follows Pharmac's Factors for Consideration framework. And then this paper is sent to our clinical advisors. You can read more about the Factors for Consideration in depth on the Pharmac website, but briefly explained, it includes the health need. So that's the impact of the disease on the patient their family or society, the health benefit, so that is the potential gain that could be had from funding the medicine, the suitability, so that's more the non-clinical side of the medicine that the funding application is around, and also the cost and savings, and that particular section is completed by the health economist. So we write these papers and they are reviewed by multiple teams within Pharmac, and then the papers are sent to our clinical advisors to be discussed at the committee clinical advice meetings. And from there, the clinical advisors make a recommendation as to whether they think this medicine should be funded on the pharmaceutical schedule or on the hospital medicines list. The second part of my role is around writing the meeting records or the minutes for those committee meetings. So that is a summary of what was discussed and the recommendation that was made by our clinical advisors and why they made that particular recommendation for that funding application. 
So as you can see, the role I'm in involves a lot of writing and research, but that's something that I've always been passionate about. So I really love what I do. So it sounds like an incredibly important role and that a lot of the research that you do and the papers that you write could lead to um, medication being funded for for New Zealanders. Would that, would that be correct? Yeah, that's that's correct. And um, the clinical advisors are also encouraged, you know, to do their own research. Um, and if there's any other papers that we have may have missed, they're more than welcome to bring those to the committee meetings as well. So our goal is to create a summary that's as easy as possible for them to get this overview of the funding application. But um, the information that they've been given is definitely not limited to that paper. However, we try to make it as wholesome and holistic as we can. So you've talked about uh, writing and how you know, you're, you're quite passionate about writing. It's something that you love to do. How did yeah. you get to, to this point in doing something that you really enjoy and, and mixing the, that scientific knowledge and writing? Yeah, I think for me it was when I moved to the UK and knowing that I couldn't easily work as a pharmacist in the UK. So for those who don't know, um, you can't simply just change your registration from a New Zealand pharmacist to a UK pharmacist. There is some training involved and um, I wasn't in the position where I wanted to do that. So I was looking at other options for what I could do. And I know that I've always loved writing and that has been something I've been passionate about since I was at school. So um, I had heard about the clinical writing role at the Royal Pharmaceutical Society through friends that had also made the move to the UK. So I looked into that and it wasn't long before I realised that this was the kind of role I wanted to be in because I really do enjoy the writing and research side of things. I find it quite rewarding being able to write information and know that it goes out to such a huge variety of people, both healthcare professionals and patients, and really being able to impact healthcare on that population level. Excellent. So going to the UK, that making that, that move really helped transition yep. you into the type of role that you're in now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you mentioned in your bio that you were before you moved into this particular role, you had started at Pharmac in a previous role. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so that role was the schedule advice lead and I sat within the communications team. I was managing the pharmaceutical inquiries that Pharmac receives from anyone really. It could be a member of the public, a healthcare professional, a supplier. And the inquiries I would receive were mainly revolved around um, the schedule and funding applications and supply issues. So it was a really good first role to give me exposure to all the different parts of Pharmac, all the teams and how the organisation runs. So that was a really good stepping stone into the business. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there as well. Great. Now, what does a, a day at Pharmac look like for you? A day at Pharmac would, obviously, not every day is the same, but um, it does revolve around the clinical advice meetings that I mentioned earlier. So we are either preparing for a clinical advice meeting, so that would be writing the papers, 
or in a clinical advice meeting. So that would be sitting in with our clinical advisors and other members of Pharmac, or it would be writing the records after the clinical advice meeting. And um, of course, it's not as simple as that. We often have multiple um, committee meetings on the go. Um, so my days are often heavily focused on writing content um, for the papers and records, but also um, a good balance of having meetings as well. So you do get, you know, that good amount of interaction and um, with different teams and working with different individuals. So it's a really good balance of both independent work and also teamwork as well. And I know that you started your career working in hospital as, as a rotational yeah. pharmacist, um, and that is obviously quite different to then moving into writing. How did you find that transition? That transition was probably one of my challenges when I look back on it. Um, I find that when you're working in the hospital, often the tasks that you need to complete uh, for that one day, you're kind of looking at just the day ahead and what do I need to do today? Whereas in the clinical writing role or in the role that I'm in now, um, the tasks I'm assigned are to be completed over days, weeks or months, and they often revolved around varying deadlines. So it was really a juggling act of balancing those different priorities, both big and small. And initially, I did find it overwhelming because I felt like if I didn't have a productive day, it was so easy to feel like I was falling behind on things. The good thing was that I've always been super lucky in that I've had supportive teams around me and supportive managers. So when making those adjustments, they would give me tips and tricks on how to prioritize tasks and organize my day. So that was super helpful. And I also found that when I moved into the clinical writing role in London, I wasn't the only hospital pharmacist that had made that transition to a writing role. So I did have other people who had been in my shoes and knew what it was like making that transition. So they were super helpful. And although it definitely was initially a challenge, it's probably my preferred style of work. Right. And you've mentioned that this is probably one of the challenges that that you've faced that mm -hmm. that transition and how to manage that and and um, being lucky enough to have the the support that you've had in order to be able to prioritize the work and, and I guess moving more from uh, a a reactive role to you know being able to organize your time with within limits because obviously you do have the papers that need to be written within specific deadlines mm -hmm. um what what would you say the biggest demands of your current role would be? I would say that the the deadlines are a big demand. Um, and also tying into that is the involvement that other people have in those deadlines. For example, the work that we write um, is reviewed by multiple different people. So making sure that you're communicating and coordinating your time and their time so we can meet those deadlines together. Um, I think it would be much easier to meet a deadline if it was just you working on that. However, if you've got multiple people involved, it does get complicated. So I think being coordinated and organised, not only with your own time, but with other people's time is probably a big demand. But um, again, having a supportive and understanding team 
always helps that situation. And um, it just comes down to the teamwork again. Having a good team will really get those results and help you meet those deadlines. And I do have a question that some people might be interested in. What was it like when you had to, I guess, submit your first clinical advice paper? It was very nerve-wracking. Um, I think that I'm guilty of having a bit of self-doubt at times and um, maybe questioning, oh, is this the right thing? Like, have I gone completely down the wrong track? Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I did have a lot of support. So I had um, my colleagues, um, other funding application advisors at Pharmac review those papers for me before they were actually submitted and reviewed by other members of the team. And it does go through so many people before it actually is handed over to the committee members. So that was reassuring knowing that I had their help and their advice along the way. So yeah, although it was daunting, um, I think I heavily relied on that feedback from other people and that reassured me a lot throughout the process. Great learning experience then and being able to have the, the, the support of the team to be able to go to who are openly able to, um, to review what, what you've written and, and give you any feedback. And obviously you're, you're keen to take that feedback on board as well. Absolutely. I'm very open to people just hacking through the work that I've written and deleting paragraphs if needed, because that's how I learn. I learn through feedback. So yeah, I find that super helpful. And what would you say is your biggest accomplishment in the five or so years that you've been registered? Uh, at the Royal Pharmaceutical Society, um, working as a clinical writer, I was involved in lots of really interesting pieces of work that were all unique and special in their own ways. But one that I was most proud of would be writing the COVID-19 vaccine monograph. At the time, the vaccine had only just become available in the UK and was about to be administered to individuals throughout the UK and other parts of the world. Not only that, the monograph was also written within quite a short space of time. So the pressure was high and we had a good team working together to produce that piece of work. So it was knowing that this piece of work would have such a huge reach to both patients and healthcare professionals throughout the world. And it was such a relevant um, piece of work at the time and having the team work together on that was really special as well so that's definitely something I look back on and I'm super proud of. Excellent and it would have been quite mind-boggling at the time no doubt. Yeah there, there was a lot to read through a lot of studies and just making sure it was right and yeah it was a lot of pressure at the time but yeah I'm so happy I was involved in that. Well done, well done to you and your team. For putting that <laughs> yeah, definitely a team effort. <laughs> <laughs> so just coming back to uh, your your current role, uh, how would someone listening to this conversation today know if moving into a role like yours is right for them? I think you'd have to have a think about what you value in a career. So in my role, I don't have any patient contact. So that's something that a pharmacist may need to consider and think, is that something that's important to me? 
Um, as I've mentioned before, deadlines are important in this role. So um, is that the style of work that you enjoy, the more um, being organized rather than like the reactive work, which you mentioned earlier, Sharina? Um, if you like to write, then this role could be perfect for you. Um, and when you're writing, you need to remember that you will have a lot of people reviewing your work as well. So having a thick skin when it comes to people giving you feedback on the work that you've written and potentially changing things as well. I think overall, if you're interested in this particular role, um, I'll be more than happy to have people reach out and ask me questions and um, definitely reach out to the Pharmac HR department if you wanted to as well, because everyone is so willing to help and it's really important to be proactive when it comes to your career. Excellent. Well, there, there you go, everyone. You've uh, got someone <laughs> at Pharmac to talk to now. Absolutely. <laughs> more than happy to. <laughs> Contact Hannah. Yeah. Uh, now, if you could go back to when you first registered as a pharmacist and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? My advice would be don't doubt yourself. I mentioned earlier that I have moments of self-doubt and I think particularly when you've graduated and you're leaving university, it can be very intimidating starting your internship. For me, my internship was my first proper full-time job, the beginning of my career journey, and I was working with a lot of people that I didn't know. And it can be so overwhelming knowing that you've got so much to learn as well. However, I think that as an intern, you can underestimate how much you already do know and the skills that you do have. And just remembering that your internship is a year of growth. Um, so trying to build that self-confidence to ask lots of questions, push yourself outside your comfort zone, you know, make the most of the opportunities that are given to you because people are so willing to help you. And there will also be people that you're working with who would have been in your position as an intern at some stage in their career as well. So put your best foot forward and don't doubt yourself because as an intern, you really do have so much to offer. I 100% agree with that. Um, it's a huge learning year. Ask as many questions as you can, talk to as many people as you can. And even once you're registered, um, just keeping up those that, that community um, those contacts, your friends, finding out what people are doing, asking how they got to those positions, seeing if that's right for you, or you know, you might be very happy where you are um, as well. But you know, having having that knowledge um, can can certainly help make transitions if that's something you want to do. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, I just want to end on a slightly more personal question you said in your bio that um, some of your hobbies include dancing yoga swimming and traveling what kind of dancing do you like to do I do pole dancing and I've been doing it for about eight years now but it's been very um on and off obviously when I was traveling it wasn't as easy to just pop into a pole studio but um yeah I've done a few performances and competitions so wow. it's something that I love to do and I've met so many cool people through it so yeah and you have to be incredibly strong yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm still working on that side of things <laughs> not quite strong enough yet but we'll get there <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Hannah. I think you've given um, our listeners a great insight into Pharmac, the different types of roles that are available uh, for pharmacists. Um, you've, you've put your name out there for people to contact you in case this is 
something that they are considering moving into um, in the future as well. So thank you so much for your time. And uh, we look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you, Sharina.